we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for December 19th, 2010. And picking up where we left off, the next article is entitled Trusted Traveler Program Let's Mexicans Skip Air- Airport Security. <clears throat> As violent drug cartels take over Mexico and expand their criminal enterprises north, the United States has now signed a Trusted Traveler Agreement that allows pre-screened Mexican airline passengers to bypass lengthy airport security checkpoints, and this would include any TSA stuff. The foreigners will get trusted traveler traveler cards with fingerprints and other biometric data, and then they must answer customs declaration questions on a touch-screen kiosk before leaving airport inspection areas. Homeland Security Secretary Janet Napolitano claims it's a way of enhancing information sharing and mutual security in the face of an ever-evolving multinational threat. About 84 million Mexicans are expected to qualify for the trusted program, according to Mexico's Interior Ministry Secretary, who signed the agreement on behalf of his country this week. So, Americans who are lawful citizens, who have never done anything, essentially, uh, regarding breaking the law, and these types of things. They're subject to the naked body scanners, where you're getting a full dose of um, DNA ripping terahertz radiation, full body, uh, which is going to cause sterilization and all kind of cancer problems across the board. You have the naked body scanner, or you can opt for the enhanced pat-down, where they can grope your genitals and potentially pass communicable diseases because they're not changing their gloves between pat-downs, and that's the equivalent of a sexual assault, and they can do that to little kids and, and women. But the Mexicans, 84 million of them are qualified to not have to do any of that, but go through the Trusted Traveler program, and 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 they're qualified for this. So, you know, it, it seems good to me. I mean, it seems fair. I mean, you know, come on, let's let's be honest. So, according to Mexico's Interior Ministry Secretary, who signed the agreement on behalf of his country this week, uh, celebrating the festive occasion, the Mexican government official assured that the new accord will facilitate the U.S. entry of businesses, travelers, and tourists who are key factors in economic development, growth of trade, and cultural exchange. I mean, this is just absolute, total insanity. Mexicans will get the perk through the U.S. government's Global Entry Program, which allows participants to obtain security clearance by presenting a machine-readable passport or resident card at global entry kiosks. The machine issue, the machines issue the foreign travelers a transaction receipt and directions to baggage claim and the exit into the United States. Applying is easy. Candidates fill out an online application, provide valid identification, and answer a few questions from borders and customs and border protection officers. <clears throat> While Napolitano, who is essentially Satan incarnate in a female form, was in Mexico finalizing the Trusted Traveler Agreement this week, she also took the opportunity to sign a, quote, letter of intent to develop a plan for protecting illegal aliens from criminal attacks as they cross the border. Yeah, yeah, you you heard that right as well. We want to protect the illegal aliens as they're crossing the border here illegally. We want to make sure they can get here illegally and be protected. Um, because U.S. Uh, Mexican officials have long complained that American law enforcement officers stand by as illegal immigrants are robbed, killed, or violently beaten. Well, they're breaking the law coming into this country illegally, and I guess now we want to make sure that they get here illegally and facilitate that process so that, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not for anybody getting um, hurt or whatever coming across the border, but the thing is, is they should be captured and deported immediately. And they're not. They're 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 brought over here, and it's this whole thing is encouraged. Now we're going to be protecting them. Uh, Napolitano has committed to reducing the risk of life and security of migrants, according to uh, illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, according to the uh, Mexican minister. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of report on that, and you know, it seems all fair and good to me. I don't know about you, but um, anyway, let's go to the next article: Homeland Security messages coming to Walmart hotels and malls. Shoppers at Walmart will soon have something other 
than the glossy magazines and chewing gum to look at in the checkout line. A video message from Department of Homeland Security, again, Janet Napolitano, asking them to look out for, quote, suspicious activity and report it immediately. And again, this is very, very much like George Orwell's 1984, Big Brother, where we all are turned into this police surveillance state. Everybody is encouraged to be as big of a little Nazi jackboot, brown shirt wearing thug that's going to turn your neighbor or whoever else in at the drop of a hat uh, regarding anything you would deem as suspicious. It's part of the new Homeland Security program that could see Homeland Security Secretary Jen Napolitano's face on video screens in malls, retail outlets, and hotels across the United States. I mean, that's, that woman's so evil, I can hardly stand even look at her. It's just, you know, par for the course, I guess. The Walmart video, which will soon be launched at 230 locations nationwide, and then will be expanded to nearly 600 locations in 27 states, featured Napolitano thanking the retailer by name for participating in the program. It shouldn't really sur- surprise us that the most, one of the most wicked uh, uh, retail outlets in America, I'd say the most overall wicked, Walmart, which should just be called China Mart, actually slave good China Mart, uh, that they would be participating in this particular program with Department of Homeland Security and in Bedfellows with Janet Napolitano. It really doesn't you know, uh, surprise me at all that this is happening. Uh, I mean, hey, they're made for each other. Napolitano then says, if you see something suspicious in the parking lot or in the store, say something immediately. Report suspicious activity to your local police or sheriff. If you need help, ask a Walmart manager for assistance. The video, which doesn't appear to offer any advice on what constitutes, quote, suspicious activity, is part of the Department of Homeland Security, quote, if you see something, say something program. It was launched originally in New York City, public transit system, and according to the DHS, is about to go nationwide. Besides Walmart, the program has partnered with Mall of America and Minneapolis, <clears throat> the world's largest U.S. mall, as well as the American Hotel and Lodging Association, rail operator Amtrak, and the Washington, Washington D.C. public transit system. In the coming months, the department will continue to expand the If You See Something, Say Something campaign nationally with public educational materials and outreach tools designed to help American businesses, communities, and citizens remain vigilant. And play an active role in keeping the country safe. We, you know, the the biggest thing that we need to be kept safe from is our government itself. And yeah, it's like the fox guarding the hen house here. <clears throat> Next article is um, related to that, which is actually, they've already started to expand the program. It's entitled, Big Sis is set to expand the spy program to sports stadiums. If you thought seeing Big Sis urging Americans to report suspicious activity at Walmart checkouts was creepy enough, you've not seen anything yet. Homeland Security announced yesterday that the program was set to expand to include 9,000 federal buildings, as well as sports stadiums, businesses, and communities in general. Despite the official Homeland Security YouTube channel being bombarded with almost 6,000 profanity-filled comments from Americans outraged that their country is sinking into a decrepit Soviet-style informant society. Janet Napolitano announced yesterday that, quote, in the coming weeks, if you see something, say something, public awareness materials designed to help Americans' businesses, communities, and citizens to remain vigilant and play an active role in keeping our homeland safe, will be posted in approximately 9,000 federal buildings throughout your country. States a DHS press release. Signage will appear at FPS, which stands for Federal Protective Services Guard Stations, at each facility, and any calls reporting suspicious activity will be directed to the existing national network of FPS call centers, which operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The memo also indicated that the campaign would be extended to sports stadiums labeled Sports and General Aviation Industries in the press release, as well as businesses and communities in general. So before too long, expect to see and hear Big Sis reminding you that you live in a Sovietized police state, wherever you may happen to be. In the coming months, Department of Homeland Security will continue to expand this program uh, nationally with public education materials and outreach tools. Let's see. Invading public life with creepy posters and video messages encouraging Americans to report each other to the authorities represents a resurrection of the Bush-era Operation 
TIPS program, which stands for Terrorism Information and Prevention System, which at its inception hoped to recruit more tattletales than were even active at the height of the Stasi in the Soviet-controlled East Germany. The program encouraged people who had access to Americans' homes, such as cable installers and telephone repair workers, to report to their authorities if they saw anything they deemed suspicious. So, this is a heads up for everyone, you know, be very careful, uh, you know, who you let in your house, uh, what type of information you're letting out about yourself, and, and how you might be perceived in public, because it's coming to that time when, you know, this is going to just be the norm. And again, these are things I think we should also pray against as well. This wickedness that, that is coming. At this time, Operation Tips was decried by liberals as an end run around the Constitution and its figurehead, Attorney General John Ashcroft, was portrayed as a dangerous authoritarian, even a Nazi-like enforcer. Tips was compared to the Hoover-era FBI wiretaps that were used to spy on and oppress anti-war activists. Now that an almost identical program has been launched under the Obama administration, those actual same liberal groups are noticeably more subdued in their opposition. The ACLU cares nothing about it on their website. What an evil devil organization that is, ACLU. You know, when, when it's convenient, you know, they'll go ahead and do something, and when and when it doesn't suit their agenda, they're, they're you know, they're silent. And this is a great example. Uh, so anyway, that's that's the next story. Next story, DHS, again, Department of Homeland Security, implementing a no-work list. Citizens must now get government approval to work in private sector jobs. You know, I hate to say it, but it really is this bad. It's getting this bad. It's just unbelievable. Uh, you've heard of the no-fly and no-buy list. Get ready for the no-work list. Millions of workers must now apply to Department of Homeland Security and prove they are not terrorists in order to be granted permission by the government to work. Uh, on the Alex Jones show recently, a caller pointed to the information posted on a union website, and there's a link to that website, for iron workers spelling out details on the Department of Homeland Security's TWIC and SWAC programs. TWIC is short for Transportation Worker Identification Credential, and SWAC stands for Secure Worker Access Consortium. TWIC is a biometric credential that ensures only vetted workers are eligible to enter a secured construction site, unescorted. Iron Workers Local 361 in Ozone Park, New York, explains before issuing a TWIC TSA, here we got TSA now in, in this mix, must conduct a security threat assessment. And we know how wicked and evil and corrupt and satanic TSA is. Just with the, the body scanner issue alone that we've reported extensively on. So now we're going to have TSA conducting a security threat assessment. They're the ones that need to be looked at. They're the ones that, that are, are going to have a surge, and, and already do, I'm sure, of pedophiles wanting to get in that, those job posts so that they can look at um, you know naked images and grope people and these types of things. And we've also proven and shown that they've actually had illegal aliens. They've actually even um, come into their ranks. And TSA is the one that's going to be conducting the security threat assessment on the TWIC applicant. An applicant who, as a result of the assessment, is determined to not pose a security threat will then be issued a TWIC card. In other words, the construction workers in New York will need permission from the TSA and DHS in order to practice their profession and earn a living. It was much the same in the former Soviet Union and authoritarian states such as China, where the government determines all aspects of an individual's life and where even the mildly rebellious are severely punished. The SWAC is even more draconian. It is a large-scale collaborative effort among public and private authorities, faculty owners, contractors, and labor organizers, labor organizations, sorry, who are partnering to prevent terrorist activity by creating a trusted contractor community. Over 500 organizations, including the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, which manages and maintains the bridges, tunnels, bus terminals, airports, um, and seaports that are essential to the bi-state region's trade and transportation capabilities, have joined this effort, according to the union website. SWAC also requires a background investigation by the government, so if 
construction port workers, longshoremen, and truck drivers are involved in political activity frowned upon by the feds, for instance, like 9-11 Truth, uh, will be considered then dangerous and subversive by the State Department, and it is likely they will have to find another line of work. Thought police. That's what we're coming down to here. The SWAC specifically mentions treason and an exhaustive list of crimes and misdeeds that will result in a federal government's denying a person the right to earn a living. The TWIC disclosure and certification form, and there's links to all these within this article on the PDF, and the PDF will be available with the nine with the 12-19-2010 teaching on contendingfortruth.com. This form states the following. I acknowledge that if TSA or other law enforcement agencies determine that I pose an imminent threat to national security or transportation security, my employer may be notified. This is just sickening. I mean, this is gut-wrenching, sickening, big brother garbage that is just becoming more and more and more increasingly flagrant and obvious. And I understand, you know, this is part, I really believe, God is letting this happen as a result of the judgment that is coming and is upon America. You know, that really America so richly does deserve. But it's still sickening to report on it, you know, from that standpoint. Uh, The TSA no-fly list contains thousands of names, including journalists and political activists, if the government determines you hold the wrong political beliefs. According to the TWIC document, your employer will be told and you may lose your job and the ability to then provide for your family. The TWIC application also mentions treason and sedition as a criteria to put an end to an individual's employment. Sedition is defined as an overt conduct such as speech and organization, that is deemed by officialdom to tend toward insurrection against the establishment. So, I mean, that's pretty easy. So any speech that you would have, or any organization, any conduct that you would have, against Big Brother, that would be deemed as, uh, you know, unacceptable by the establishment, that's what they're going to... They're gonna, they're gonna, that's going to fall under the category of sedition. The Sedition Act of 1918 forbids the use of disloyal, profane, scurrilous, or abusive language about the United States government, its flag, or its armed forces. So again, you better fall in line and be a good little brown shirt Nazi, or Big Brother's going to come and get you, and there's going to be repercussions. You know. The Sedition Act was updated October 26, 2001, when the Congress signed the U.S. Patriot Act into law. In the mid-70s, the, quote, church committee discovered that the government had carried out an aggressive campaign for decades to neutralize, as FBI Director Herbert, or FBI Director Hoover characterized it, to neutralize the political activity the establishment considered a threat to its monopoly on power. I mean, this is, this truly is insanity, what we're reporting on, but it's true, unfortunately. As noted above, TWIC plans to force an expensive biometric ID on workers. So again, now we have the biometric ID. Meaning, fingerprints, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly what they're going to incorporate into this, into this ID, whether it's retinal scans, fingerprints, uh, vein palm prints where they, they you know scan on things. I, I don't know exactly what's going to be incorporated into that. But again, that's leading us all to the Mark of the Beast as well. Because, you know, the Mark of the Beast, there's going to be a lot of most likely biometrics incorporated into that as well. And these biometric ID cards are being issued in order to not only gather intelligence and to control people, but also to condition us into the acceptance The idea is hardly new. In 2002, the Electronic Privacy Information Center sued the Department of Homeland Security in order to get details on then-director Tom Ridge's plan to introduce a biometric national ID card. Ridge and other government and the government have stated repeatedly that the national security requirements would ultimately make such a card a reality. National security. So every time they fake or have some false flag terrorist event, they can implement more and more and more draconian garbage on us 
And they're the ones that most likely set it up in the first place. As we've proven in other studies, Gulf of Tonkin and these types of things where the government has, things have been declassified. And it's been proven that the government did it in order to maneuver us wherever they wanted to maneuver us uh, politically. And it's all part of the Hegelian dialectic, you know, where they create the problem and then they give you the solution. Uh, earlier this year, Democrats pushed the idea of making a biometric national ID card mandatory for all Americans. That's what they want to do next, is one of the main things. Okay, next article. Global elites push to starve the world and control the food. The push by globalist, global elitists to control the world's food supply is collecting dangerous globalist bedfellows. Monsanto, okay, Monsanto, the ones that made, uh, have the patent and made NutraSweet which is an absolute total neurotoxin or asperitine. Okay, Monsanto, the one that's made all the, the pesticides and, and um, have the Terminator seed and Roundup-ready plants where you can literally spray uh, crops with Roundup, which is highly, you know, kills just about everything, but it doesn't kill these types of plants. I mean, they're genetically modified beyond belief. Monsanto, the sa- that same evil, wicked, devil company... Now, don't think I'm sugarcoating it, okay? Don't think I don't like them. Sorry, just kidding. Monsanto, the globalist agribusiness giant, has now bought Blackwater, a huge, well-funded, and controversial mercenary group. So, see, they've got to have their own little private um, uh, mercenaries, their own little private army now, to enforce their draconian agenda. Blackwater has recently changed its name to XE. It's kind of catchy. XE to help alleviate some of the heat it has received over the years. You may recall their major mess up in Iraq back on September 16, 2007 when Blackwater contractors were reported for having shot and killed 17 civilians in the crowded area of Baghdad. That's just tip of the iceberg of their war crimes and the, and the evil things they've done. Uh, food manipulation and gun control with gun control. Isn't that special? So this is what we're going to have now that Monsanto has bought Blackwater. Food manipulation with gun control. Blackwater was founded by Eric Prince, a former Navy SEAL who inherited a huge fortune and started to grow his well-funded mercenary company for hire, largely made up of law enforcement who were contracted for large money as security in Afghanistan and Iraq. Now, Monsanto, who does research in worldwide worldwide in altering crops and seeds, now has a mercenary armed and dangerous protection that can kill people. One of the one of the many food controlling efforts Monsanto is involved with is the creation of what is called a terminator seed. This is where the plant is so genetically modified that it will not produce seeds to grow with other plants and foods. So in other words, the, the farmer plants the crop, the terminator seeds, and then, though he cannot harvest the seeds from that crop, he has to go back to Monsanto the next year to buy more seeds. So they totally control the farmer, 100%. The, this would force all farmers to contact Monsanto or other globally controlled seed controllers to grow more crops. I, I don't know why any farmer would go along with that, but they do. Monsanto admits researching these Terminator seeds, but not following through with it, which is a total lie. Uh, funny how numerous other investigative sources say they are well into this agenda worldwide. I mean, this Terminator sees, I've known about them for over 10 years. Can you imagine the twisted vision of the agribusiness company? Any kind um, of, any kind creating suicide seeds known after a first year planning to self-destruct and be sterile? How would doing research on such a large scale to destroy the viability of seeds do anything to help humanity and stop starvation? It doesn't. In fact, it does the exact opposite because it's all about control. Now, armed and dangerous global elite Monsanto intends to destroy, control and destroy the worldwide food supply and make farmers come begging to them for more seeds, which no doubt have compromised nutritional value by design for the masses. I mean... You know, they're genetically modified. Their DNA has been altered. Uh, they have taken what God's put here and, you know, let everything produce after its own kind. And they've played God in the laboratory and created these genetically modified seeds that are producing genetically modified crops that when you eat them, their DNA has been uh, defiled, if you will, 
And um, it's going to have an effect on you physically as well in a very incredibly negative way, particularly if you're eating this stuff all the time. Uh, Monsanto has taken worldwide heat over their Terminator seeds. Naturally, as with most corrupt politicians and big companies who have caught with their genetically modified arm in the cookie jar, they are denying this intention. With all of their alleged confused and media manipulation on their way to starving humankind and controlling all crops, they completed a takeover of Delta and Pine Land they bought for $1.5 billion. What does this company hold? It has three Terminator seed patents with the USDA. They have publicly stated their intentions to commercialize Terminator seeds, so it doesn't sound like Monsanto is confused to me. I think their evil intentions are most clear. Now, this is why, one reason why you may want to at least, in part, invest in some of the, uh, uh, I guess you'd call them um, heirloom, non-GMO seeds that you could still buy, uh, because even if for bartering purposes, purposes in the, in the coming day and times ahead. They can be used for that. Also, growing your own organic garden. Of course, that'll all be illegal. But, you know, God, the Lord Jesus Christ can always provide a way where there seems to be no way as well. So, again, these are things to pray about. This wickedness that is coming upon us. And um, I just want to give you, uh, let you understand, and this is also another reason where the Bible says, the prudent man foreseeeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And to consider the ant, it says, because the ant stores up his food in summer so that he has food to eat in winter. Okay, those are biblical tenets. Okay, so these are things that, um, you know, you want to think about. The bottom line is that Monsanto and the other UN-controlled global elite groups must have the world food supply controlled to grow their tyranny and control over the countries of the world. That means forcibly manipulating even worldwide famines and life expectancies to cause us to all die more quickly due to the depleted and manipulated food we are forced to eat. Now, again, the first plank, the first tenet of the uh, New World Order, the New Age um, Ten Commandments, is to reduce world population to 500 million. And that would be getting near a 95% reduction of world population. And they've got to do that somehow. And I do believe there's going to be some coming pandemic, most likely in the near future, where they're really going to try to wipe out a large percentage of humanity. Because the bottom line is, right now, there's just too many people here for them to really be able to implement this properly, uh, their agenda. Okay, they're, they're jockeying themselves into position to, to, when that happens, to make all that reality and to grease the skids for you know, depopulation and for control of everything, water, food, you know, every aspect of our society, as you can see, as what I'm reporting on. I'm not making this stuff up. This is stuff that's happening, and it's getting so aggressive and so flagrant, you know, just almost on a weekly basis here. I can't even hardly keep up with it all. It's, it's, it's virtually impossible anymore. Uh, but I do want to inform my listeners so that, you know, they can pray about these things and, and if they feel so convicted to prepare uh, for what's coming. Next thing I got a lot of emails this week on was this worldwide water conspiracy. Uh, as producer Michael Braverman announced yesterday, that was one, what was once an episode just dealing with schemes to profit off the Great Lakes has now expanded into a startling expose of the dangerous toxins being added to our water by design. Now known as the Worldwide Water Conspiracy, the current episode of Conspiracy Theory with government Governor Jesse Ventura will take on water privatization, false scarcity profit schemes, and the effects of fluoride, lithium, and uranium in the drinking water, and much more. Now, I watched this the other night. I thought it was very good. I wasn't even aware of a lot of the stuff that they got into on this program. And, and But it makes sense. I mean, beside air... Water is, is the, uh, if, if the global government wanted to control people, water would be one of the first places you would think they would want to start, fresh water in particular. So there, it makes sense that they're, again, jockeying into position to try to control water as a, as a commodity, and they're already doing this on a very, very wide scale. Uh, scarcity perceived or real drives the value of commodities, and many people say water is the next oil. The Great Lakes consist of more than 20% of the Earth's 
surface fresh water, but the levels are dropping. Some streams' groundwater sources have already dried up. The shortage of clean drinking water could prove to be one of the 21st century's greatest bubbles. Now, we're creating this, this problem, okay, by design, uh, and they prove that on, on the show. Government, Governor Ventura's investigation reveals that foreign companies are stealing water from the Great Lakes, imposing upon one of America's greatest public uh, assets. Already, the scale of schemes to privatize water and make big profits on a clear, ne- clear necessity are, ne- are astounding. The True TV team has learned that the Nestle Corporation is one of the firms tapping this water to sell in bottled water and other products. I believe this is the same Nestle that makes the chocolate as well. But, um, moreover, it has circumvented public access points to the lakes by stashing pumps 12 miles away from the shore of Lake Michigan. So see, they're not just pumping it right off the side of the lake. They're, they've got all these tributaries that are like 12 miles away from the lake in their in their uh, their level with the lake level and the water's flowing into them and they're they're siphoning the water off from those points so it's done in secret uh, this actual place that they talked about um, is a private game preserve where no one can see them and little scrutiny is likely to arise Moreover, Ventura has uncovered a novel way of siphoning the blue gold. Giant floating water bags have been implemented to create huge water trains. And they've got these gigantic water bags that they're towing across the sea, and they can tow a ton of them at one time. They've got those big ships, and they're behind them. And they had talked about there where they were literally um, shipping this fresh water over to China, and they're using it to actually refill their aquifers, which to me seemed insane, but... That's what they said they were doing. That's, you know. Anyway, if the multinational corporations are not stopped, they'll take our champagne water and leave us to drink the toilet water. Think it can't happen here? In other countries like Bolivia, where private companies have taken control of the water, ordinary people have already had to protest against the police state in order to simply collect rainwater for basic needs. Now, the right to collect rainwater has been challenged here in the United States as well. And we've, we reported on that before where they were trying to make an R, and in some states it is illegal, to collect rainwater that falls on your own roof. I mean, that is, if that's not Big Brother, I don't know what is. But the conspiracy theory episode stumbles upon an even greater danger lurking in the water. Testing shows that numerous deadly toxins have been found in the majority of America's tap water, and that's no accident. Could population control through forced mass medication in the water be underway? This form of control is discussed in the sitting White House science czar's John P. Holdren's book, Ecoscience, as far back as 1977. Now, regarding all the stuff we report on on a weekly basis, would it really surprise you that water would be one of the primary ways they're trying to not only um, dumb us down, but also to make us sick and depopulate the planet? Which also feeds into the medical cartel that can further poison you with their medications and, you know impose surgeries and things of this nature that are, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, that's, um, that's, uh, that's something that's going on, has been going on. The team learns that male birth rates are dropping all over the world. To find out why, Ventura and companies speak with radiation exposure expert Lauren Morat, who drops the bombshell that uranium, yes, uranium, is found in our drinking water and is triggering a mass feminization in the population via a hormonal chemical assault. Now, the depleted uranium uh, uh, I think would be one of the main reasons that it's being found in the water supply because when, as we've reported on, depleted uranium is being used to tip the ballistics that are being used over, have been used over in Iraq and in uh, Afghanistan and these types of things. And when they, um, our government uses this on the, on the uh, ballistics that they're using over there, uh, yes, it does melt through armor, which is the reason they say they use it, but what it does is it atomizes as soon as it hits this armor or hits whatever object, and um, that gets into the air. And over in Iraq and these types of places, the birth deformities are just unbelievable. If you don't believe me, do a keyword search for Beyond Treason on the internet, and there's a place you can even go to watch it for free, and I'll give you that. Uh, and if you do a keyword search for Beyond Treason, in fact, there's 
hundreds of, of documentary movies up there. It's DP, actually dprogramfilms.net. D, the letter D, program, films, one word, dprogramfilms.net. You can go up there and see so many different documentaries. Anyway, go to Beyond Trees and click on that and see what our wonderful government's doing with the munitions that we're using over there. Not only is it, is it affecting the people that live there indigenously and our own troops, but it's getting into the airstream because this stuff atomizes. And I believe it's getting into the, you know, the uh, jet stream and these types of things. And this is one of the, I think, one of the main reasons it would be showing up in the water. Uh, I think they have some other theories as well, but this sure can't be helping. So, um, this uranium, this radioactive uranium, is triggering a mass feminization in the population via hormonal chemical assault. They want to feminize, they want to emasculate, they want to geld all the men of the planet. Not only do they want to sterilize them, because that fits with the depopulation, but a feminized, backboneless male population isn't going to fight or resist. You know, they're not, I mean, they're not going to fight and resist in prayer either. They're just going to lay down and take whatever's, whatever's done to them, most likely. So, that's what they're trying to create. And I've said they're doing this on a number of different levels. The, the chemicals that they put in... Um, the health, the uh, personal care products. Uh, there's all kind of, of things that they're putting in personal care products, where there's deodorants or shampoos or soaps, you name it, stuff you put on your body. Or, or um, and it, what it's doing is they're called xenoestrogens. Not only are they cancer causing, but they mimic the female hormone estrogen. But it's like a cancer causing version, and they're they're making the estrogen levels of not only women, but also men go up, which is also causing a feminizing effect on the population. They're, they're doing a lot of different things uh, and on a number of different levels. The New York Times reported in 2009 that some 49 million Americans are drinking water contaminated with chemicals like arsenic or radioactive substances like uranium. Further, in 2010, the state of Texas was caught covering up dangerous and illegal levels of uranium in its water supplies that can cause cell mutations and cancer. Other chemicals, including fluoride and chlorine, further raise suspicions. Who are controlling and what goes in our body and why? I mean, chlorine, cancer-causing, uh, causes arteriosclerosis, plaque in the arteries. Uh, it's it's uh, terrible. Uh, it's, it's a poison. I mean, they, they used to, you know, chlorine gas is a poison. Okay. And uh, th- this is something we've talked a lot about. But then you have fluoride, the sodium fluoride, which is a byproduct of the aluminum in- industry, causes the lower brain lobes to uh, burn out, which is basically where you get your will to resist. This is why the Nazis used it in the concentration camps in World War II. They would give it in copious amounts in order to get the, the people in the Nazi concentration camps to comply and go to their death willingly and not resist. Uh, also causes cancer, also causes bone softening. It's not good for your teeth. Organic fluoride that would naturally occur in the soil is is good for your teeth. Sodium fluoride, which is a toxic byproduct of the aluminum industry, which is where we what they put in toothpaste, and it's the exact same thing they put in toothpaste and in the drinking supply, is totally horrific for your bones. It's a bone softening agent. It causes you to age much quicker. It causes cancer. It causes you to become docile and, and, and destroys your will to resist. That's what they're doing. Okay, it's 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 horrific. I know, but again, there's a Bible verse that says, "Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth?" Galatians four sixteen. And hopefully, I haven't, but I know I've made a lot of enemies by telling truth. But hey, you know, I'm sorry, but the truth is the truth. There is every reason to believe that Big Brother wants ordinary Americans poisoned, calm, docile, and able to resist their system. I mean, look at all the stuff we just talked about. You know, they, they know that a, a society that had a, you know, a collective backbone to resist this tyranny, they don't want that. They, that's the last thing in the world they want. So what they're doing is all these other things to the food system and what we've documented in order to create this servile uh population of sheeple people that are going to go along with whatever they implement on them. Uh, Let's see here. Is that why the government expects and leading bioethicists 
are advocating adding the doses of also lithium to municipal water districts. Lithium is commonly used to sedate patients suffering from bipolar disorder. And the agenda has now been put forward ostensibly to reduce suicides in the population. See, they're, they're doing it for our own good. Uh, however, including a mass dose to the population is not only dangerous as the amount affects people differently and is also a true form of medical tyranny. So I give you all three parts to that, to that special that you can go and access. Next article. Okay, so next article... Uh, your toxic tap water, Dr. Paul Conant, professor of chemistry at St. Lawrence University in New York, gives a shocking interview on in the history of water fluoridation, the collusion of major industries to put certified toxic waste into your drinking water, and why the government health authorities refuse to conduct scientific studies into the dangers of fluoridation. After watching this video, you will never look at tap water the same again. Conant describes how he initially thought people who opposed fluoridation were a bunch of wackos, before conducting his own research, which found that sodium fluoride was a toxic substance that contributed to a wide, wide array of health effects. Uh, heavy industry is barred from dumping this, this toxic waste into the sea by international law. But being able to sell it enables them to remove its hazardous characteristic and become a product, explains Conant, polluting not only your water supply, but also your toothpaste and thousands of other different foods. Conant provides the detail, run, detailed rundown on uh, many health problems caused by fluoride consumption, including dental fluorosis, which is that, it's a, like a discoloration, bone softening disease of the teeth, which the Centers for Disease Control just recently announced was a problem for 41% of children aged uh, 12 to 15 in the United States, clearly indicating that children are being overexposed to fluoride and that this is affecting other tissues and organs in the body, including bone disorders. A problem also wreaking havoc amongst adults in the United States as one in three now suffer from arthritis, which again is being caused by the buildup of toxic fluoride in the body. Arthritis. Conant also points to fluoride's connection to thyroid disorders. Fluoride is, I believe, a halogen and the thyroid stores about 90 to 95% of all the iodine in our body. Iodine is also a halogen. And there's things like bromide and fluoride and even chlorine that are halogens that will actually go and seek to kick the iodine out of the thyroid gland, which will then contribute to uh, thyroid problems, which has a lot to do with your metabolism and your immune system function and even kidney things, it's, it's not good. But again, it's all by design. There have been over 100 studies involving animals which show that fluoride damages the brain. Stress stresses conant, which is a particular concern for newborn babies who are susceptible to fluoride buildup because of the weak brain barrier. I love the fluoridated baby water they've got in the stores where it's, it's the fluoridated water. They really want to kill, kill the babies at the earliest possible age, defile the little babies. That's what Satan loves to do. And this is all about Satan's agenda. Every bit of what we're talking about today. Uh, let's see here. Conant also cites numerous studies which prove a link between moderate exposure to fluoride and a lowered IQ in children. It's there to dumb us down. Fluoride's impact on the pineal gland, which is a piece of brain tissue that sits in between the two hemispheres of the brain. It is a key because fluoride attracts to this gland like a magnet. This is where uh, the pineal gland is where um, serotonin production is regulated, which has a lot to do with sleeping patterns and um, uh, regulating a lot of different other... It's very, very important, the, the pineal gland. Researchers have found uh, through animal studies that fluoride lowers the ability of the pineal gland to produce the hormone melatonin which in turn shortens the time it takes to reach puberty. Correlating with studies of fluoridated communities that show girls on average menstruating five months earlier than those in non-fluoridated communities. Well, they also have to do a lot with the hormones they're putting in the meat and the milk. That The, the more hormones they're putting, it's like taking steroids into the body. You're going to cause and you're going to start puberty a lot younger. You're going to age quicker overall. Children are entering, entering puberty at an increasing early stage and this is causing widespread concern. 
but health authorities have made no effort whatsoever to conduct any studies regarding this development and its link to fluoride. Of course not, because they're all in collusion together. Health authorities in the Western countries, particularly the United States, are deliberately covering up deadly threat posed by fluoride by refusing to conduct any studies into its impact on health, Conant explains. They have chosen to protect the sanctity of the method of mass fluoridation over and above protecting the health of babies and children. Conant emphasizes the fact that there is virtually no difference in the health of teeth between people in fluoridated areas and non-fluoridated areas, proving there are no, no health benefits whatsoever that can be achieved through fluoridine in the water supply. But then again, he just cited that that dental fluorosis was, I mean, an absolute epidemic in children in America in uh, between 12 and 15. The only way you can get that is through fluoride exposure. So I submit that no, it's causing way more damage to the teeth than anything else, which would also, you know, fit their agenda. Conant underscores how out of control the health authorities in the United States have become, putting out studies that claim injecting mercury into a baby's bloodstream through vaccinations is perfectly safe and good for babies' brains even though it totally destroys your brains, the dendrite cells of the brains, while regulating mercury emissions in every other field is because it's highly toxic. I mean, in every other field, you can't even, you know, you want to avoid mercury at all costs. It's so toxic. But it's okay if they inject it into the bloodstream of a newborn, you know, with all the other tainted garbage that's in there as well. That, 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 that's okay, you know. They have taken a similar approach to the fluoride debate, Issuing studies that claim sodium fluoride is a toxic waste, which it is, which has been heavily regulated in the industrial sphere for decades. and has I mean, you can't even pour this stuff in the ocean, but you can put it in toothpaste and, you know, use it to brush your teeth. The, the mouth is one of the most highly absorbable organs, uh, or, or the, the mucosal layer of the mouth is one of the most highly absorbable areas in your whole body if you want to absorb something. You've heard of, of absorbing things sublingually under the tongue? Well... Put the fluoride in the toothpaste, and you'll absorb it a little bit, little bit, little bit over time, and you'll get your you'll get your extra dose there in the toothpaste, and then also with your fluoridated drinking water. And they're also fluoridated in a lot of things you buy in the stores. You're drinking that. And the stuff's totally toxic. There's a warning on the toothpaste. Just go look at your toothpaste, and it says if more than, you know, a size, uh, more than um, you would normally put on a... a, a the toothpaste, or, or your toothbrush, if you swallow more than that, contact poison control. Just that much. Now, if you want to kill yourself, you can just eat a whole thing of toothpaste, and that'll most likely kill you, because there's enough fluoride in there to, to kill most people, even in an adult. And it's happened many times. And I'm not saying do that. I'm saying that that's how much fluoride is actually in a tube of toothpaste. But see, if you do it over time, if you brush your teeth over time and not swallowing it, you're just going to get a smaller dose. They're just killing you a lot slower that way. That's how it works. Incrementalism. In almost every aspect of our life. Uh, let's see here. This is fostering widespread distrust in the government health agencies because the scientists involved with them are overseeing a sickening cover-up of fluoride issues, states Conant. This is a highly detailed and in-depth one-hour study of the case against fluoride, and it demolishes the notion that fluoride has any rightful place in our public water supply. Also, on the website I just gave, that dprogramfilms.net, they've got a uh, video up there called The Fluoride Deception. You can watch that as well, and that'll, that'll, uh, that'll tell you all about the... Uh, this whole thing with fluoride. Next article, which kind of then we kind of segue into this one. H1N1 vaccine is linked to a 700% increase in miscarriages. Recent data presented to the U.S. Centers of Disease and Control or the CDC Advisory Committee on Children's Vaccines has revealed some shocking information about the effects of the H1N1 swine flu vaccine on pregnant women. According to the report, the rate of miscarriage among pregnant women during the 2009 H1N1 swine flu pandemic, and this is what we did several studies on, uh, it soared by over 700% compared to previous years' miscarriage rate. 700% increase. Pointing directly to the vaccine as the culprit, but the CDC denies the truth and continues to insist nobody has been harmed. 
According to the CDC, nearly 50% of all pregnant women were vaccinated with H1N1 during the 2009-2010 influenza season. And the numbers clearly show that the rise of vaccinations due to the H1N1 scare came from the sharp increase came with a sharp increase in miscarriages, including a slew of actual reported adverse events. And again, we got into that in detail. At the end of 2009, you can access those studies. And I mean, I don't know how many studies we did on this, but it was a lot. It, but it was that big of a thing. They were really trying to... to um, it was a very overt thing they were trying to do. But the CDC does not seem to care about facts, as numerous reports indicate the agency has failed to report any of this vital information to vaccine suppliers. In fact, when presented with the data for the third time, Dr. Marie McCormick, chair of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Vaccine Risk Assessment Working Group, actually had the audacity to claim that there were no vaccine-related adverse events in pregnant women caused by the vaccine. These devil liars from the pit of hell, I pray the Lord Jesus Christ rain down their fury, rain down his fury on their lying tongues, because what they're doing is killing in mass babies, infants, and, you know, devastating the population. It is horrific what they're doing. They are nothing more than messengers or workers of Satan. I pray to God if it be possible their souls be saved. But God knows the beginning from the end, right? He knows who's going to get saved and who's not going to get saved. And if they're just going to continue in their wickedness, I pray to God that he would judge them and do it in such a way, as Psalm 64 states, that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, for they would wisely consider of his doing, and that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart would glory. God's judgments really are only hope in regard to these types of situations. Because from an individual standpoint, you know, they're not going to stop what they're going to do. God can intervene in certain instances in these types of things and, you know, bring this truth to light. And I pray that that happens. I really do. Because this is absolute insanity that we're talking about here. And almost everything we've covered in the second part of this teaching is just, it's just like, it's, it's incomprehensible. But it is happening. And the Bible did predict it was going to be this way. Uh, let's see here. The baseless and fallacious assessment by the CDC assessment group has given the green light to the CDC's advisory committee on immunization practices to continue their recommendation to give the 2010-2011 flu shot to all people, including and emphasizing pregnant women. They're emphasizing it now. See, they really, really, really want to get those miscarriages really through the roof. They know it works. Now, it's not only going to be that, but it's going to be even worse. Okay? Um, this upcoming 2010-2011 flu vaccine contains the same elements that are implicated in the killing of the unborn babies. The H1N1 viral component and the neurotoxin mercury, uh, not to mention a whole lot of other things, squalene and a lot of other nasty stuff they've got in there. But additionally... This new vaccine contains two other viral strains, a three-in-one shot for all people. See, last year you had to get, I think, two shots in total to get the whole cocktail. Now it's all in one, so it's going to be even worse. Overall, the number of vaccine-related fetal demise reports increased, listen to this, by 2,440% in 2009 compared to previous years. Let me read that again. Overall, the number of vaccine-related fetal demise reports increased by 2,440% in 2009 compared to previous years. That's how bad they're trying to kill humanity off. That's how aggressive, how flagrant, how unapologetic they're getting. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, as the Bible says. And they are calling something pure evil, totally purely evil, good. Which is even more shocking than the miscarriage statistic we quoted above, which was 700% increase. Meanwhile, the CDC continues to lie to the public about the vaccine, urging everyone, including pregnant women, to get it. And I give you all the links and the sources for this story below. Uh, next article, and we're going to shift into the Gulf just briefly here. Uh, professor recorded subsurface oil 600 miles thick. Uh, this is from, 
Now, I'll give you the links to uh, these the, the news stories here. From what I gathered from Dr. Hollander, a majority of the oil is in the DeSoto Canyon, which is a canyon underneath the sea, Okay, where he recorded subsurface oil 600 miles thick. Meaning, I guess it would be 600 miles, not obviously, the, the ocean's not that deep, but 600 miles across. 600 miles thick, the department... Uh, he is with also did testing on this oil to prove it was from the BP oil rig. He explained that between the carbon 27 and the carbon 34 strands in the molecular structure, the molecular compounds were the same as the BP oil. These isotopes are equivalent of a fingerprint at a crime scene. So we know it's the BP oil. Now, what they did is they sprayed all the corrects dispersant on it and sunk the oil. By design, so, you know, out of sight, out of mind, but it's still down there. Still down there polluting things. And in some spots, it's 600 miles across. It's just sunk to the bottom. From all the oil that's spilled, Dr. Hollander believes that 75% of it is still unknown as to how to be dealt with. Well, and then here, what happens every once in a while now is this oil will wash up on shore. Here's the a report on that. Giant one-eighth mile glob of oil washes up on Orange Beach. A giant tarmac, this is from WKRG News, a giant tarmac nearly an eighth of a mile long is washing up on the Cotton Bayou in Orange Beach. Cleanup crews rushed to the scene when they were notified and brought in heavy equipment to remove the oil. A cleanup crew supervisor tells News 5 the tarmac was submerged and wasn't visible until the upcoming tide pushed it on shore. This was that oil that had been submerged through the Corexit that for one reason or another broke free and came ashore, but it was submerged up to the point it got to the shore. It was still sunk oil, okay? Which is, hopefully that makes sense now when you understand how the Corexit works. When we arrived, we could smell the petroleum products 100 feet away. away. Workers covered their mouths and noses and cough because of the overwhelming smell. So we got all this oil underneath there that's polluting all the sea life. Another article here, I'm just going to read you the title. All nine Florida shrimp samples show 28 to 31 parts per million um, of toxin, about 30 times more than samples from the other, from, from other, from the Gulf. FDA officials not concerned. So the shrimp are polluted. Okay, they're, they're doing their own independent studies. But the FDA officials aren't concerned. BP's not concerned. It's just a gigantic, massive cover-up. Orlando, this is another article. Orlando TV station finds troubling problems with Gulf seafood. Scientists who did the testing would not eat it based on the results. And they even got lab results here. Okay, so, you know, again, it's totally toxic seafood. And then the next article, which is comforting, is entitled, Armed Services Are Urged to Stock Kitchens with Gulf Seafood. Uh, Naval Navy Secretary Ray Mabus, who doubles as President Barack Obama's point man on the Gulf Coast oil spill recovery, is pressing America's armed services to consume as much Gulf seafood as possible. See, they're trying to kill. They're trying to kill our troops, like you want to believe. And again, the depleted uranium that I talked about earlier is just part of that ploy and plan. Okay, one of the most dangerous places you can be right now is in the armed services. With the vaccinations that they foist on you, that have caused all kinds of horrific things, and you, you'll get the worst vaccinations there because you're literally, they own you lock, stock, and barrel. In fact, President Clinton passed an, passed an executive order that they can, they can inject the troops with anything they want to, and they do not have to give you informed consent. And I got into that in the Avion Flu presentation you can find up on YouTube. Just key in Scott Johnson and Avion, and you'll find it. And I'll, I'll give you the executive order right there. That happened a long time ago. So, one of the main things is to kill the troops, to disable them, to um, uh, the American troops. Uh, Going further, Navy Captain Becky Brenton said Monday that Mabus has talked with Secretary of Defense Robert Gates and the Secretaries of the Air Force and Army, and his staff has talked to Defense Commissary Agency, which operates a worldwide chain of stores for military personnel, making the point that, quote, that we should buy, be buying Gulf seafood. In a meeting Monday, 
with Ewell Smith, Executive Director of Louisiana Seafood Promotion and Marketing Board, Mabus reaffirmed his commitment to using the tools at his disposal to help the Gulf seafood industry recover from the damage the BP oil spill has done in Real. So they're all in collusion together. So the military is going to be buying this tainted seafood to help the Gulf area recover and obviously you know, to take some of the heat off BP. The board is gearing up for a large-scale national marketing campaign with $30 million in BP money and millions more in federal dollars to reassure restaurants and markets across the country that Gulf seafood is safe to eat. He expressed that what he wanted to hear, he is in favor of the federal government buying seafood from the Gulf, uh, who said he would like to see Gulf seafood as a choice throughout the public domain, whether it's the military or the prison systems or the school systems. Definitely get it to the kids because they, they have to be defiled as well, is their thinking, I would imagine. BP is giving Louisiana Marketing Board $30 million, BP, to spend over the next three years to promote Gulf seafood. See, BP won't admit any wrongdoing, but they will give money in order to perpetuate lies and deceptions. And to cover up, ultimately, what they've done. They don't have a problem spending money on that. But they're going to give them $30 million over the next three years to promote Gulf Seafood. Ralph Hode, Fisheries Disaster Recovery Coordinator for the Commission, said that the money will be used for direct marketing, web-based marketing, and supporting testing efforts in the states to ensure the quality and safety of the seafood and helping fishers to have their products certified by the Marine Stewardship Council as coming from a sustainable fishery. See, what they're trying to do is give themselves the veneer of authenticity of, oh, we've given it our official stamp of approval. We have This seafood has been certified by the Marine Stewardship Council. As a sustainable fishery, like you know, they've tested it and all this other garbage, which they, which is lies. That last, that last can be an invaluable marketing tool. Uh, Walmart, for example, plans to buy all of its wild-caught, fresh and frozen fish from S from MCS certified fisheries beginning next year. Okay, so now Marine Stewardship Council is stands for M. SC, okay? Walmart is planning on buying all of its wild-caught, fresh, and frozen fish from MSC certified fisheries beginning next year. And they're going to be the ones putting the seal and stamp of approval on the Gulf seafood. So everybody's going to let their guard down. If there's going to be continue to be a media blackout. Everybody's going to let their guard down, and now you're going to actually have things stamped that this has been whatever. And it's all going to be a total lie. Yet just one more way to kill off the useless eaters, and the sheeple people. And again, Walmart's right in the middle of it. Really should, you know, endear you to them. Smith said that while unprecedented levels of testing of seafood post-spill have proved its safety, what a lie from the pit of hell that is. We just showed you that all the seafood samples coming out of there are, are, are tainted, but their skewed, biased, lying Testing is saying, oh, there's no problem. How could there not be a problem? Millions and millions and millions of gallons spill into the Gulf. It's still there, the vast majority of it. It's still tainting the water. And you're telling me it's not affecting the sea life? And the, and <laughs> it has to be. It's just not, and not only that, all the Corexit they sprayed, which was 11 times more toxic than the oil itself. That's a, a deadly toxin. Okay, that's in the seafood as well. And then he, then he goes on to say, I think we're going to have to test for a long time to constantly reassure the consumer that the seafood is safe. Don't trust Satan is my advice to you. I wouldn't eat any seafood from the Gulf, period, from here on out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're a Gulf fisherman, but I wouldn't do it. It's too risky. It's way too risky. The whole area has been compromised. It's been tainted. It's been poisoned. So that's that's all we have for today. Um, that's the um, the end of the study there for today. Let's go ahead and just close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us, Lord. I do pray 
that you would forgive us, Lord, for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. I do pray, God, that all this wickedness that we have pointed out and brought to light, not only in this teaching, but in previous teachings, and wherever your watchmen are, Lord God, and wherever your true preachers of God are, I just pray to God that you would bring these things to the light, Lord, uh, because whatever is brought to light, Lord God, can be reproved, can be exposed, that we expose the works of Satan, that we are not destroyed for lack of knowledge, that Satan does not get an advantage of us for that we because we're ignorant of his devices. So, Lord, I just pray these things would come to light, that the wickedness and darkness would be exposed, that you would shine your holy light on these things and bring them, and that, Lord God, that your name would be glorified, that many would be saved as a result of what you would do in exposing these wicked things. And, Lord God, we come against whatever the occultists would purpose regarding this coming um, winter solstice and and, um, this uh, full lunar eclipse of the moon that would coincide on the same time, Lord. I just pray, Lord God, that whatever wickedness they would purpose, whatever sacrifices they would have, Lord God, that you would intervene in those unique instances, Lord God. The fear of God would be upon these occultists if it be possible that their souls be saved, but that you would not let them prosper in wickedness, not let the wicked world government prosper, Lord God, that they would be exposed and rebuked inasmuch, Lord God, as it is your will. For nevertheless, not our will, Lord God, but thine be done. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.